Welcome to Dance to Heal. I'm your host, Jenny C. Cohen. Join me as I share stories of how dance and movement can bring healing in a way that is safe and tailored to your life. I'm a cancer survivor, mother of two, and an award-winning performer who found that movement was vital to my recovery. I created Dance to Heal Wellness and also authored the best-selling book, Outside in Recovery, Dancing My Way Back to Myself After Breast Cancer. I will bring new techniques to help you on your dance journey and healing path. Are you ready to move? Dance to Heal starts now. Inhale with me. Exhale with me. I know I'm not the only one that feels the stress of the holiday season. It's been kind of crazy. Um, And I say that in a loving way. December for me is super hard to be quite honest with you tuning in live and also tuning in to the recording. Um, I've always had trouble with December. I think it's because here in the States where I've always grown up, where the weather was colder, the days were shorter, and the days got darker quicker, if that makes sense. And I found this a very difficult time during my college years. I will tell you though, when we immigrated to the States, it took me quite a few years to introduce the idea that when you leave the stockings out, because back then I celebrated Christmas, <laughs> and it's the parents' job to fill it up with goodies. Same with the tooth fairy, with the dollar for the teeth thing. And my parents being immigrants and wanting to pay bills to survive after immigrating here from Taipei, Taiwan, they kind of went, all right, well, thank you for the education. Well, we're not going to do that. <laughs> the beauty, though, is I did get them to figure out the whole turkey thing. The first few years of doing Thanksgiving, my father, they owned a restaurant. My father was a chef. First year, I came home so excited. We're going to celebrate Thanksgiving the proper way. I'm doing quotation marks here for those of you listening to the audio. <laughs> and um, my father didn't realize that you're not supposed to chop up the turkey. So he had stir fried it, which was delicious, but somehow defeated the whole, for me, misconception of what Thanksgiving was about. And then he figured out, oh, no, no, you keep it whole. Keep the turkey whole, but he didn't realize you have to marinate it. So it was kind of dry that year. But he finally finalized and he did this beautiful, yummy thing, soy sauce, orange juice concoction that I thought beat everybody else's turkey, to be honest. I'm going off on a tangent because I'm getting around to explaining how um, sometimes in childhood, we are not quite sure of when it happens or how it happens. But we, through sheer survival of childhood, will accumulate methods of surviving um, moments of powerlessness. Yeah. And for me, that pathway, I try to find my way out of it through dance all the time. When we first immigrated to the States, there were these ballet classes that I really wanted to go to. Third grade, I think about. And my parents acquiesced after months of my begging to let me take these beautiful ballet classes. But because they they were immigrants, having come to the States and they worked hard, they really just wanted me to get good grades and get a degree and become a lawyer or a doctor. Granted, this is 50 plus years ago, okay? 50 years ago. No, 47 years ago. (laughs) Either way, they acquiesced. All of that begging and nagging got me what I wanted. However, they could not come to the performances. And I would be the only child without parents there watching and supporting and cheering me. 
So I kind of stopped doing ballet for a little while, but then found it again in high school. And not only did I find ballet, but I found modern dance. And I still remember Mrs. Levine from Brooklyn High School, how she made me feel during those classes. And I didn't realize I was trying to heal through the movement. Then later on in um, college, I got to take some dance classes. I don't know if I mentioned it to you before, but Deborah Messing from Will and Grace was my classmate at Brandeis University. Super cool lady. Uh, we took a, a few dance classes together. I joined the dance team, still searching, intuitively knowing I needed to move, knowing I felt really good, but not understanding that I needed to marry it with a very good and qualified therapist, not really realizing it. I found this wonderful man who, man who we got married and he introduced me to the concept of therapy, not just has a direct relation to trauma, but also long-term it became this ongoing journey of tracing back to all these methods that I used as a child to, to make sense of my moments of feeling powerless. Okay. And, or yeah, unsafe trigger warning. I did have very traumatic incidents happen in my childhood. Yeah. Part of my coming to terms with that and forgiving the people around me so I can heal has been redefining that has moments when I felt powerless and those are seared physically into my body. And in order to heal, I need to release it through movement coupled with therapy. Yeah. So we found a therapist and then we had two beautiful children. And then one of our children, they became diagnosed with type one diabetes. And that was really, really scary because five days of, of uh, emergency care after an ambulance ride from the emergency room to the pediatric ICU in Westchester, New York, back in the day. And then my husband had uh, a traumatic event. And then I got ultimately breast cancer. Here's the thing. During my breast cancer treatment, well, okay, right before my breast cancer treatment, I had found healing and a form of, of self-expression through this American form of dance called belly dance, right? And um, I was, this was about 2013. I've been studying since 2002. Lots of studying, lots of teachers, lots of growth through there. And I had hit a point where I was ready to, make a career out of it or start really putting myself up, self out there with solos and being willing to take on students. Um, and I even competed. I was getting ready to compete. And I wanted to show video number one, which Jacob is going to log up right now. And I wanted to show it to you because it was a, a reprise of my very first solo. My first solo was December 2003, and this performance was 10 years later, 2013, where I was in this beautiful black box theater, and I reprised this piece where the original piece is I had lit candles in my hand, and I uh, danced with a veil, a very long veil, and you see it going from unwrapping and transferring one side to the other without me actually touching the veil. It was all wrapping and, and physicality. But I wanted to show you this video in particular, just a small section of it, to show you how strong and alive and how I was healing, I thought, yeah, in this performance. If you could hit that video, please, Jacob. In the 
I get chills still listening to that song. The original solo was a different song. And when I reprised it for this piece, um, that song was from an intensive that I did back in 2012 when I was at a crossroads, not sure if I should continue. And then I found this community that um, helped me feel more at home and not so alone. And so I, I danced that piece. If you go to Vimeo, you can find that link under Aaliyah Double A, Jenny C. All right. Um, so that's where I, I was. I felt strong. I felt seen. And then I competed and I won. And then I got invited to Germany and I competed there. And I played second out of nine competitors, which shocked me. Second runner up. And I was like, whoa. You mean people really understand the message and the story I'm trying to tell? And then I came home and I found the lump and then had to start the whole diagnosis process and then the treatment for a breast cancer treatment. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you, um, not a deep, dark secret. I'm pretty open about it, but I really bring it up. And it's that um, we all have very different relationships to the universe and the universal truths. I had elected to become Jewish by faith, and I had gone through a whole conversion course for a year and then decided to convert because it felt so true to my heart. And um, I still prayed. I grew up evangelical Christian with a a Chinese Bible church in Boston. Um, But Judaism just spoke a truth to my heart and when Dan, Daniel was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, I stopped talking to my, my understanding of God. I was so angry. How could my precious 10-year-old have this illness um, that was incurable and would bring risk level up really high? I didn't realize until a year, a year later, and that really made me even more angry, that about 10% of children don't make it to adulthood because they pass away in their sleep and they hit, they hit an unknowable um, low in their blood sugars. And so I'm hypervigilant even to this day, my husband and I are, and I are because um, we know that he needs a support system just to help him on those tough nights because he dances and he'll hit um, a low in response, a delayed low in blood sugar in response to a workout. And dancers, you know, they dance and train. Ballet dancers train a lot during the day. So I stopped talking to God. And then when I got diagnosed with my cancer, it was like, it was an epiphany that just bleh, blew up apart my brain. And first when I was diagnosed, I was relieved it didn't happen to anybody, any member of my family that I got to take it for the team that time. And then I had another just acceptance of my son being diagnosed and not and, and accepting that it really was out of my hands. So my children were gifted to me through in vitro fertilization. Yeah. So technically I wasn't supposed to have kids and I still found a way to do it. <laughs> and then in trying to keep them safe in those first 10 years of their life, because I was trying to heal my inner child from my past feelings of hopelessness and powerlessness. Yeah. His being diagnosed with this disease that I literally could do nothing to help him get it over with threw me in such a tailspin. I didn't realize. And then when, and I got really angry and I had to blame somebody, right? So God, it's your fault. 
And then when I got my breast cancer, it was this just huge lifting of this anger. It's not your fault. You just need to have faith that this is his life. You are in his life for a brief moment. You've done everything you can and you'll continue to do everything you can. And that was the beginning of my healing in the middle of me trying to stay alive through my chemotherapy, if that even makes any sense. Those of you who are survivors, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you who don't understand, a part of me hopes you never understand, but I think we're all in the same boat during these COVID times. We all understand, yes? So right now, I'm going to ask Jacob to play a second video recording of someone recorded a performance of mine during my chemotherapy. And uh, trigger warning, if this disturbs you, please, you know, um, just listen to the music or kind of peek a little bit. I am, I, I've lost all my hair in this video. I am in the middle of, I think uh, I was in number eight or nine of 16 chemo rounds. And I had gone to a retreat with my mentor, Osmara of Westchester, New York. And she always hires a life band. So I was dancing to this life band during this time. And in the video, what you don't see is that I can really barely walk because I had neuropathies from the knees down in both legs and neuropathies in my hands. And a lot of times when I was dancing, I couldn't feel from my hips down. I was kind of like floating in space. So he's going to play this little snippet of just this one performance during the Yeah. Yeah. You can't tell. Or maybe you can tell. Um, it was hard then to even want to finish chemo and treatment. Um, the surreal thing is, if you watch that video in my performance, what I want to explain is that I started to feel an intuitive connection that wasn't there before. Even though if you watch, if you can, you can find all my videos on YouTube or Vimeo under Jenny C or Aaliyah Jenny, Aaliyah, A-A-L-I-Y-A-H. If you can, if you look at those videos, I still look strong, but there is an intuitiveness I see in myself that starts to get stronger during my chemotherapy and my recovery, even as I physically got weaker and weaker with every treatment, because that performance was September, and and I did not finish chemotherapy until end of December of of that 2014. So it was very interesting for me to feel the letting go of being in this plane. And feeling a stronger connection to the universe or um, outside of this 
this understanding of just these five senses, I started to see a difference in that in my performances. And so um, I wanted to share with you why dance was so important to me. It was more than giving a break to my family and, and more than getting out of my house to feel the energetic exchange of other dancers and heal from that. It was another layer of it was I found myself performing more because there was this inner calling to still perform, even though I'd have to make a choice, lay low all day just so you could perform <laughs> or or don't get up until a lot later so you could perform. Or if you wanted to take your class, you couldn't perform and I would have to back out of some performances. Yet I still competed the following year and I still felt that very strong connection. There's something about having your mortality flash in front of you for a period of time to make one super aware of really what's important. And so I started to heal in a way I wasn't even aware of. And I want to share that with you. Now, uh, Jacob is going to play another video, video number three. And this is a recent performance I just did actually this weekend. Yes, yes, yes. So I was a special guest for us, Florence Leclerc, who is situated in Canada. And um, I was super honored to be asked. I want to give you a little background, though, about this performance. First of all, the costume that I'm wearing is one of my very first costumes that I bought of that caliber. Aida is from Russia and her costumes are exquisite, very sparkly. This costume was brought, I bought it and, and ordered in 2015. And I want to be very specific and open about this. When I watched that video, all I can see is my physicality, my physical being changing since um, before my chemotherapy to now. 2014, now it's 2021. However, if I pull back a little bit, I can see a roundness of my performance and expression that was there even before the chemo, uh, compared to even before the chemo or even during the chemo, if that makes sense, because I am a lot physically stronger now than the other performance you saw just then of me bald, okay? This performance is a little bit special um, because it was in my living in my basement downstairs, and it's a it's a piece of music to when my mother used to sing this. And I don't know if you guys know what cassettes are and <laughs> little recorders, but back in the day when my father first immigrated to the states, my mother couldn't call him lost long distance, so she would just send him bags of her voice recorded on cassettes. They were separated for two years while she was in Taiwan and my father was in the states. During that time, Teresa Tang was a very popular Asian. Um, she was Taiwanese, I believe, but she could sing Japanese. And all of the Asia countries adored her, adored her. And she united us in a way that hasn't happened in a long time. So um, we're about to hit this um, last, this third piece. If you could hit that for me. Shin 
yeah, that one brings so many memories. And my child, the child parts of me healing from trauma have loving memories of that song. And so it was really important for me to to perform to it. Here's the kicker, y'all. I almost fell down a flight of stairs about three days before that performance. <laughs> and I wanted to, to, to dance with this veil. I had a brace on my arm. We thought we, I broke my arm my hand and we had to go to instant care and get x-rays and they said it's just a bone bruise and the hand therapist in me was like really because it feels like it's broken because of the neuropathies and i wasn't aware 100 percent if it was a true break or not but luckily it's fine now <laughs> but not during that performance um but that was super special and i want to share that with you so in closing because i'm just about out of time how did it what happened anyways I want to share with you a very special performance of mine. I think I have enough time. Jacob gave me another 30 seconds before we have to play it. And this is from an event that I put on same time as September. My children asked me to perform. I was in the middle of chemotherapy. You might see them in the video. It was my very first standing ovation in a performance. And I know it wasn't from pity. It was because during this performance, I drew on this universal energy to get me through. And um, I want to share that with you today. So we're going to close the show with this video and I'll see you back in January. Please have a healthy and safe holiday.
Thanks for listening to Dance to Heal with Jenny C. Cohen. Come back next time to hear stories of recovery through movement and learn more ways that you can move your body. To work with me and continue your journey, visit OutsideInRecovery.com. Are you ready to move?